Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And often when we are working on clients, whether they're horses or dogs, the people would like us to bring it all out at the at the onset. You know, we want you to adjust. We want you to do MagnaWave. We want you to do laser. We want you to tape them. And the thing is that the best choice is whatever they need and nothing more. So it's question becomes, how do you know if the adjustment's enough, when it's not enough, and what to do next? Frequently, it's evaluating the fascia that tells us what else needs to be done. Yeah, because especially the first time we see a horse, we don't know. I mean, there's <laughs> so many, so many possibilities. And it's nice, to, and, and if, if the horse has never been adjusted before, or the animal's never been adjusted before, it's nice to go, hey, let's do this chiropractic adjustment first to see where we go from here. Because sometimes they respond so well to that adjustment that you don't need a whole lot of ancillary things. It's nice to have it, and it's nice to be able to access it, but give, we have to give the chiropractic adjustment a chance, not five minutes. Sometimes 24 or 48 hours. Give it a shot. Let's see where we go. Or sometimes five minutes, because sometimes you know you're not done. And that's where evaluating is so important. And that's where having awareness of the whole while treating the part is so important. And sometimes that's why if I palpate the neck and the hip twitches, I know I have an interference in the glide along that fascial plane. And understanding how the fascial planes work help us determine whether that animal needs more help even after the first adjustment or not. So, for example, had a horse that we've adjusted many times and it responds very well. And yet we palpate. We do range of motion, we see what's restricted, we adjust. We then reevaluate and say, is this horse now more comfortable? Do I get a sense that there is area that is still showing a sign of lack of glide, of lack of mobility that may allow it to fall back into the pattern we just fixed? That's when we're going to add another therapy right on top yeah and and horses and horses and dogs are they're great at telling you when something's not done yet because <laughs> those horses they can give you the side eye or those ears go flat back you know because they can communicate really well when something isn't right yet the same is they communicate really well when they've had enough and i don't mean they've had enough in a in a like quit touching me way but you're you know, you've you done, you've done your job. Usually a horse that's been paying attention to every single thing we're doing will all of a sudden drop its head and start eating or, you know, just literally treat us like we're chopped yeah, liver. Almost ignore us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, our job is yeah. done. So your you, presence is no longer needed. Please leave my stall. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you need to be able to read these cues. That's why with new practitioners, we often say, what's the best thing you can do with your first year in practice? Follow everyone else around. Follow them around as much as you possibly can so that you can take in all of these ways of reading the um, responses of the dogs, of the cats, of the horses, and then know 
what what is your sensory acuity like? What can you pick up on? And today, the horse was, I, I mean, the back was great, the neck was great, the pole was great, but it still was uncomfortable, and it still wasn't licking and chewing, wasn't dropping, and I touched that left hip, and it went, nope, I'm not okay, still wanted to kick me, and in the fascial work did not give it enough relief. It just helped us identify where auxiliary work with kinesiology taping could be the next best step. Or laser. There's other options. There were other options we could have used. We chose the tape because the tape is, it's, it's treatment while we're not there, basically. So you put a, you put a piece of tape on and that tape stays on for 24, 48, 72... Four weeks. Four weeks, whatever. <laughs> Stays on for a certain period of time, but it's continuing to re- remind that horse to heal this area. And in this case, the reason I chose tape as the secondary process was because I did it as a learning video so that I could also have them continue to do this so that we can improve the movement pattern. So laser is my go-to when there is still soreness when there's a known um, injury to the area when there is um, a specific healing I want to do. PEMF helps me know. PEMF is my favorite way to determine where a primary and where a compensation is. But the taping is the best way for me to change a movement pattern because I am connecting dots along a fascial plane. And really, it's, again, understanding how these mechanisms work in connecting the front to the back, the top of the leg to the bottom of the leg, the brain to the butt. That's really important when choosing, are you done or are you not done yet? Yeah. So explain to me then how you determine it's a glide issue. Oh, well, one of the ways I determine if it's a glide issue is if I take my fascial tool and instead of it kind of swooshing, it goes, eh, eh, eh. by the way, if you can spell that, please email me or text me on the spelling because I use that word a lot and I have no idea how to spell it. But literally, if any of you have ever taken wallpaper off of a wall with the spatula, that sense and that feeling or the gristly feeling of, of chicken wings, that demonstrates to me lack of glide. Another thing that also demonstrates to me that the fascial plane isn't smooth is when I get wrinkles, literally wrinkles in the skin, harder to see on a dog, easy to see on a horse. Uh, Sphinx cats are fantastic to see it because they're just skin. And then you can see that instead of having this soft, gentle glide, you have um, a road that has a whole lot of um, potholes in it. And it goes, (laughs) same thing if you use a Theragun or any of the massage guns. Instead of having it pulse, it will sound like you're hitting a wall. It'll thunk instead of bump. That's another way. All of the ways I determine glide have funny sounds to them, which are harder to convey in words. And not just sounds. It's a feeling, too. I mean, oh, you feel is. when you run over with the fascial tool, you, you feel like you're 
driving down Flying Cow Road, you know, you just, it, yeah. you, you, get that, to, you get that washboard feeling. Or New Orleans, any yeah. boat. <laughs> yeah, so it's more of a washboard feeling. So That's you can a tell, good word. It yeah, is a washboard it's feeling. It's a washboard feeling because you just feel the constant grit as you're going along and the in the the fascial tool doesn't glide, it bumps along. And, and your hand will do that and your nails will do that and, and all of, you know, so again, learning how to read it comes from observing and observing and observing and feeling it. And I, how many times today did I tell our clients who are watching us work on their animals, put your hand on top of my hand, feel through me where this hesitation is occurring. And, you know, sometimes you get the, oh my God, I feel that. And sometimes you get the blank doe eye. I have no feeling because you have to build perception. It's taken a lot of years for people to, you know, the question they'll say to me is, oh, how did you know there? Because all this data is coming in because my mind is wide open to receive the data. And unless you continuously open your mind to receive it, it's, it's difficult. So, you know, watching the videos and, and listening is a way to gain data. But until you get in there, and experience it, you can hear. Dave, Dave is you know, describing it in a much more um, visual way, and for me it's such an auditory hearing way that I, I can hear it. Sometimes you know, I can smell it. <laughs> I was like, how did you know to touch that spot? Because literally the animal was beaming that spot at me through their sensory, awareness and they were pushing that information out into my sensory awareness. Yeah. And, and the great thing about the, the fascial work too is once we find that, then we can get our client and go, look, this area needs a little extra attention. So may have, make it sure you groom heavy in this area. I mean, there's so many suggestions we can give to help them actually start to do some of their own fascial work on those horses because it's not that difficult. And you can't, you know, you're not going to, overdo it probably because you're not going to do it until their well, skin rubs off and that's why i tend to use do it enthusiastically not yes. aggressively you know uh, you do it with with feeling but don't do it deeply so yes. there's well, the the animal will stop you from doing it too deeply usually yes well there's a difference <laughs> between we try not to get our clients hurt feeling to get information and poking and if you're poking you are giving information and if you're petting, you are feeling for information, and you have to practice this. Practice this if you're a parent on your child. They'll let you know whether you're uh, poking or feeling. You know, They'll let yeah. you know by poking you back, most likely. Uh, the other thing it's is... It's more about paying attention to your petting. Because, well, it's always because about paying attention. You can just pet, or you can actually watch how the animal skin reacts as you run your hand down their back, because you get that paniculus, and then you start to know, okay, here we're having an issue somewhere. So, yeah, yeah and, so and it's an observation, you know, observation temperature. Yeah, it's observation and just being more aware rather than just petting. So to go back to the horse we started talking about and why we chose to do the tape and feel it, the other thing is in order to know if what is being done is effective, there has to be a recheck. So the pre-check was, I'm gonna kill you, I'm going to kick you across the stall if you keep touching my hip and my, and my stifle. And the recheck was, oh, you're feeling it? 
I don't even know you're in the room. I'm going to go eat my hay. I'm going to look it over my shoulder with my ears forward and non-react. And that's my, okay, I've done enough sign. So if it made no difference, I would then bring out tool number two. I may then bring out my magnetic or maybe then bring out my laser and go, okay, this was not just a movement pattern problem. There's actually some other factor. Let's see if we can figure this out. We always want to leave them better. Now, that being said, sometimes chiropractic, acupuncture, um, an auxiliary or complementary therapy will get rid of compensations and the animal will then tell you, hey, there's a problem in here that is a Western medicine kind of problem. You know, so sometimes the feedback you get is they need more and it's someone else's more. So being, you know, open to whatever that animal has to tell you is very important. Most of the time, and I would hear this well over 95% of the time, the animal's already been evaluated, they have their primary, and when you're going in there to do your wellness care, your mobility care um, and chiropractic, the reason we'll add more is because there is a fascial restriction. That's our number one reason for having to in, you know, add on some other form of yeah. therapy. Because we evaluate the fascia on every animal. That's just part of what our analysis is because it's we do musculoskeletal work. That's what we do. And sometimes that fascial work really makes the difference between how well the adjustment actually is maintained. And what's interesting is if I or Dave works does on the fascial plane that covers over the hip and all of a sudden the horse turns its head to the right, it lets us know which line, which functional line was most restricted because of the if this, then that. If the horse cannot extend its right front leg or the dog, and we know there's a protraction line that runs down that front of the leg and happens to have been restricted, constricted over the um, carpus, and you, and you allow that glide to be restored, then you get full range motion. It then identifies for you which of the fascial planes, which of the fascial lines has been affected and gives you insight into what other behaviors might be involved with that. Yeah, because we had a horse like this the other day. I went to pull out its left front leg, and it wouldn't let me do it. And it brought its, in fact, I brought its hind legs up underneath it when I was doing that. And we thought, okay, that's a maybe it's an issue. And they were like, oh no, it, it does that with the front legs. But when I went to the right front leg, I extended the full leg without any difficulty whatsoever. So then you know because of the asymmetry, the asymmetry really lets you know that the problem is on that left was in that left shoulder. And then they revealed to us that, oh yeah, just had had a bone scan that lit up the left shoulder. So it's, it's fascinating when the horse behaviorally reveals it. And what was more rewarding was that by doing the fascial work, we were able to get full unprotected range of motion in that shoulder. So you know, the, the adding on therapies based on fascial information 
often gives you a much more whole body, whole horse, whole dog behavior. Same thing today with an absolutely beautiful little puppy dog who we have a known shoulder because it's very, very competitive and you know, is going to use its body the way our human athletes do, you know, cut me coach, I'm going back in. And so there's a lot of jumping down and jamming the shoulder. The ribs and the um, restriction showed up and didn't release until the work was done over the anterior humor head and the shoulder. So always when your animal is being evaluated, the whole has to be looked at. It's not the sum of its parts. It's the interrelationship of the parts that makes for a healthy, well-moving creature. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline Podcast.